0: Just get pucks deep, you know,
1: play the corners hard, and see if good things will happen for us. Yep! We're on to round two, boys. And here we are, just dishing it for the 61st time. Welcome back, everybody. Benny here, joined as always by John Tood's Tutor and Derek Hoskins. Derek, we're going to start with you once again. Beautiful shirt, courtesy of our friends over at Chirps, I believe. Just beautiful.
2: I'm, I may, I may have ordered another one. May have ordered another one. So he's ordered another one, and he's still rocking from our, the. From our good friends, you know, um, they they re released the hey. the Nike. Uh, Nike Airs, and I uh, was yes, very impressed by this one, and I I had to cop.
1: Yeah. yeah, I gotta I gotta get on there. I got I gotta do
2: it. Um,
1: Jake and Ryan, I believe, right? It's been a while. Yes, so. yeah. So um, I know I know Jake's gonna be buzzing down there in Tampa mm-hmm. now, since he's a, a new a newfound Lightning fan. I remember, but anyways. Um, yeah, Tudes is in uh, covet protocol. Yep. We're, we're looking questionable for the burners game this week, but I think we'll be fine. Should they clear stop.
0: protocol on uh, after Wednesday, be ready for the game Thursday
1: night. I love it. Minimal symptoms, just locked in his room, hitting the lab, trying to figure out some, what's going to happen in round two, crunching the numbers. I love it. Um, but we're not here to talk about round two quite yet. We got to recap the first round. Um, do we, do we have to. Yeah, because gotta, while the gotta, while the Penguins,
2: we've been talking about our woes. to you gotta, you gotta, yeah, you gotta face yeah. the butcher. It's but right?
1: it's it's okay, tudes, because it's definitely not the worst of the first round. If you
2: want to go top to bottom, oh no, yeah, right? that's
1: fine. We can do that one in a second, but
2: yeah. I, I, I will also say that I put a solid amount of money on a, a nice three units on the Pittsburgh Penguins last night. So I was, I was I put with four riders. I thought, I thought, I thought it was the one. That's why I, I love you guys. Pull it off. Um, and I also and want they were, to say they, that I bet I checked today after all of them were done and hmm. i f- I did the series predictions on DraftKings five dollars plus twenty nine hundred. Yep, and the Minnesota Wild screwed me. I told mm. you. I tried to tell you. Yeah. You know, I warned that would you have been about like standards. a like a like a two hundred something dollar winner on that one. That's tough, man. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: you live and you learn, I guess. They were just right? so
2: good at home. They were just so good at home. They had the first, you know, they had the first home, you know. So I just figured if it was going to be a home and home series that yeah. come out on top, I knew that was going to be a tough one, pretty tough that's, stuff anyway. So. That's the crazy part, right? Because that
1: was the one series I feel like when we previewed everything, it was like, that's going to go game. That's going to go seven and it's probably going to come down to who has home ice. And that is just not what happened. So yeah. that was, that was the interesting part of that one. But um I think we might as well since, um, you know, for the core members of this show, obviously we got two Sabres fans and a Pens fan. I feel that we just need to get the Penguins out of the way. I will tee it up for you, though, dudes, and just say, who's the GM over in Pittsburgh now? It's Brian Burke and Hextall. Hextall? Yeah. All right. So so they're tag teaming it over there. Berkey, Hextall. Be careful. I don't think this needs to be blown up. I know it's been a while. I'm sure you're tired of being cap-strapped. You had that series. You had the Rangers balls and a vice. The problem is they had a Vezina-nominated goaltender, and you guys were stuck with your third string for most of the series. And then for Game 7, I would have done this too but for Game 7, you had to throw your regular starter back in who had not played in a month. Tough spot at MSG. They were the better team pretty much the whole series. There was just these little instances of belief and just weirdness that the Rangers grabbed and took advantage of it. I mean,
0: I'll I'll even argue that I thought they were the better team last night. They definitely were the better team. You know what I I mean? Like, in – that's the way hockey goes. Sometimes I think hockey is one of the hockey might be the only sport that I look at that way, where you can literally outplay another team and still lose. And and hats off to Shesterkin last night. Like he played a very good game seven and mm-hmm. made some incredible saves. Um, but yeah, I mean, frankly, like I was pretty fired up last night, but. I don't know. Like thinking about it right now, I'm like I'm I'm actually pretty pretty pleased and pretty surprised with how far that team went. Um, you know, going into the series, I picked Pens in seven, and frankly, if they had Jari at the beginning of the series, or even if the Smith didn't get hurt, Pens probably win this in five, maybe six. Right? Like, yeah. I mean, you've got you've got a situation where. You know, the Rangers had Shisterkin, the guy who's going to win the Vezina this year. They chased him two nights in a row in Pittsburgh. When's the last time he got chased twice in a row? And then uh, after that, like it took it took playing a third, a third string goalie for five plus games out of seven and knocking out two of the top six forwards on the pens with the hits to the head for multiple games and then it still took them until overtime at game seven to beat the penguins like yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty happy with the way that team battled to be honest with you and and louis domingue like you know he's
1: he did what he could
0: yeah that's the thing right like i was watching the series and at some points i was getting so frustrated like game six i mean like three out of the four goals he let in i was like what what is going on right now you have to win this game yeah. But also, he was put into a pretty impossible spot, right? Like, he hadn't even, like, ever started a game in Pittsburgh before. The guy's, you know, he's been a third stringer in the AHL, so.
2: I will say that I think they, they should have wrote – I thought that Jari Game 7 was a tough – but you know what, Jari last night. If you look at the goals they scored, he played pretty good.
0: He didn't let in. Bad no, I know. I just, I mean, it's know? just.
2: I'm just thinking of like, you know, you got a guy that got you this far, and it's like yeah. he's hot. Is like it's tough to break that in one game seven, where it's like you know, obviously the it's been pretty. I even, like even back and forth. You know, it, it, you got to a game seven, so it's like I like it's that. Hard to. I Straight like that perspective a lot,
1: Derek. I like that a lot. The one thing for me, though, is what Tudor brought up were three of those four goals in game six.
2: Oh, that's, yeah. No, yeah. I, mean, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's just I'm just saying, you know, if you didn't have such a you know, shaky game in game six, you know. Definitely is, oh, so
1: wait, Derek, you were saying what? hot as if like as in he's been playing. He wasn't yes. off for a month. I got yes. it. Okay. okay yeah.
2: That's more so. Is, never too, yeah. 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 He's just in the I he's gotcha. in the he's in the flow, he's in the rhythm of yeah. things. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he had one bad game, he can still come and bounce back in game right. seven, obviously. Made, so yeah. and then like obviously you reassess, you know, moving forward from there, then you're probably gonna have Jari played the next round, kind of thing. So Yeah, I mean just
0: bounce bounces didn't go that didn't go that way. Um yeah. also the helmet rule Needs to go. Gotta go. It's gotta gotta go. go. That literally is what caused the game tying goal. That goal never happens without that. Kept
1: that, that started that hole, couldn't get the puck out of the zone for five seconds there. the
0: The defenseman has to leave the zone and go back to the bench while the puck is already in the offensive zone or they're the Penguins' defensive zone. Like, first of all, totally, you can't convince me that Lafreniere wasn't intentionally ripping his helmet off. That was
1: a penalty, and I'm confused the, why the ref the, standing at the goal line didn't see it.
0: That's kind of what I was thinking, because like, he's got Pedersen in a headlock mm-hmm. and then pulls his helmet off, and then Pedersen gets up, and he's like, first of all, where's the call? Second of all, now I have to go to the bench while the puck's in the defensive zone.
1: Couldn't he have grabbed his helmet and put it on? You can, yes. But in um, that two seconds, you're like in – But
0: that, in that two seconds
1: – Because if he doesn't and he stays on the ice – what the ref deems too long, yep. that's a penalty. Correct. So I probably it's it's tough. You can't really blame Patterson for
0: just getting off. And I hate the argument that it's a player safety rule because the hit to the head of Raquel in Game One, they reviewed and they overturned it from a major penalty to a minor penalty. And that hit to Raquel's head from Lindgren knocked him out from the middle of Game One all the way to Game Seven and then Truba hit Crosby in the head and there was no penalty called in game 5 and that made Crosby miss game 6.
1: He hit him in the face again in game 7 too.
0: Correct. So yeah. what I don't understand is you can't make the argument that this is a player safety thing or that the league gives a shit about player safety when that stuff goes unpunished. Right? Yeah. And and that's my issue with Truba like I think Jacob Truba is the one of the biggest scumbags in the game. Um, I really, I honestly do. And this isn't isn't just from this series, but if you look at it, right, like right before he elbowed Crosby in the face. He's had a history of the head stuff, right? Right before he elbowed Crosby in the face, earlier in the first period, he literally took a penalty for elbowing Gensel in the back of the head. And then you can literally look, you remember when PK Subban got caught with like the slew foots early in the year. And then mm-hmm. people started rolling the video clips back of like all the times he's done that going into the corners. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You can literally
0: go back and watch Truba repeatedly hit guys in the head and neck. Yeah. And it's like, I don't care if he's a tall guy, it's on you to not deliver a head a hit to the head. And second of all, nobody's going to give you the benefit of the doubt if this is a repeated behavior. It's not like you never do this and it happened one time. It's like, dude, we can roll 10 clips from this season of you guys, you hitting
1: guys in the head. Yeah. And it's to the point with the Patterson thing too, with the helmet coming off, I wanted to say too. I mean, they both like they tackled each other, fell on the net, but like the arm was around. I don't recall. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, do this kind of motion, right? Like I didn't—I was kind of trying to watch to see if Pedersen was like equally involved. But what I saw was Headlock, and he's like pulling up. He's—he's he's trying to get his helmet off. Correct is, what, is what's what's going saw. on there. That's what how I saw it too. But all some of these hooks and these slashes that I am seeing getting called, yeah. but you're not going to call that, and you got to – the guy with the the fucking orange stripes on the sleeves standing at the goal line and that happens behind the net and you don't call it. It's yeah, I'm all for the put the whistles away in the playoffs, but if you're going to call some of these some of the like it's basketball, like when you're touching yes. guys limbs, but you're not calling the the guy trying to give a fucking Randy Orton RKO behind the net. I don't know what's going on. That's the thing. Is like you're gonna. And when I have guy. money on the line, I get even more irritated, and now I'm gonna start getting fired up about it. That's I'm the sorry. thing.
0: That's the thing that got me irritated. It's like you're gonna call every stick infraction. Yeah. But you're not. You're not gonna call hits to the head. You're not gonna call any of that shit. It's like it. It doesn't make sense. Like, where's the priority here? Right. Um. You know. But it. It is what it is. What I'm most upset about is that might be the last time that I ever get to see. Crosby, Malkin, and Latang play together. And they've been together for 16 years. That's the longest tenure for three players together in NHL history. And it's been a fun ride. But what I did read today from one of the Pittsburgh reporters is it's rumored that, so Latang and Malkin are both free agents after the season. And what's rumored is that, they wanted to do like three year deals to get them like lined up with Crosby so they all can kind of go together. But they kind of, I guess Sid was pretty upset because it's rumored they offered them three years, 15 million. So three by five, um, pretty low ball deals if you ask me. Mm. Um, but you know, I'm just, I'm a little bit
1: Wait, So Sid's upset that what the numbers were for them.
0: Yeah, basically, because Sid wants them to be there with him, right? And obviously, like, you know, if if they're going to offer Malkin that or Latang that, and those guys can definitely get more somewhere else, there's a good chance they would leave.
1: Right. So, what is the number then for those two? Seven? I
0: would. They weren't the problem. I think they still have a lot left in the tank. I mean, you watch the way Latang played this year, he played unbelievable for most of the season.
1: Yeah. You know, well, so. it's all things we've been saying. They took it to seven games. They had a three-one lead in the series with an AHL goalie, right? A, that's against a team do. that had a Vesna finalist. It was gonna? Right. The, the guy's gonna win the Vesna. So, right. yeah, uh, that's why I said what I, what I was saying about you know Berkey and Hextall. Like, I be careful, right? Don't.
0: I think like, people. I think people are saying that the Penguins' window is closing faster than it actually is.
1: You can get three more years out of those guys, I think, without injuries. The way they've all played.
0: When when Crosby came back this year from wrist surgery, I mean, he was on a point-of-game pace pretty much the rest of the season.
1: They all look good. Malkin, I was surprised. I'm like, he doesn't look like he – I'm like watching these guys play last night, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. they don't look old, really. Uh, Oh, they don't. It's weird. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be – Little kid
0: little kid, me will be very, very sad the day that I don't get to watch the three of those guys skate out there together,
1: but right. you know,
0: whatever six, if in a six month span, I have to deal with Roethlisberger walking off the field for the last time. And these three guys getting split up, like I'm probably going to be a wreck. but it is what it is. <laughs> uh,
1: it's um, a lot to know, handle. Eh?
0: That's that's sports. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, no, I thought it was, I thought it was overall, it was a good series. Um, the only thing I really have left to say about it is fire up the storm horn, um, get the Igor chance going, give me canes and four, you know, <laughs> Yeah, and I, ho- and I hope that Tony D'Angelo or Brady Shea or one of the five guys on the Hurricanes that's a former ranger puts the dagger in them. I really do.
1: Yeah, that would be uh, I, Brady Shea, dude. Good guy. You yeah. want it for that guy? Quiet. You don't hear much about him. Just a real solid player. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, but I think, or no, 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 no. That's not. That's the wrong stall. I'm always confusing the stall brothers. I was going to say Jordan, but he's the he's the Penguin, former Penguin. Um, Mark was the guy who played for the Rangers, right? Correct. So yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. It'd be it'll be interesting. Um, again, too. You wonder though. For this next round Rangers Canes. I haven't heard anything goaltending wise from Carolina. I don't know if Freddy's back. I don't know even if they're normal backup ranta. Call, up,
0: call up an AHL goaltender and then just don't let Truba hit guys in the head and you can beat him. <laughs> that's that's, that's the formula.
2: Yeah. He's just all in on the Truba today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just I just don't like the guy. Yeah. Don't like
1: him. Yeah, it's look, I respect it. Um, well, Tudor put in a good 15 minutes for us there on, uh, on having to break it's, that
0: it's down. I'd how, say it's how you guys feel about Lucic after he ran into Miller.
2: Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like
0: You're just never going to like the guy after that.
1: Yeah. I got to be honest, over time, though, I've really grown. Lucic has grown on me. He's playing pretty good in Calgary. And then, you know, hearing some of the stories about him on the chicklets of how that guy drinks beer, you know, maybe we can work something out. But, you know, it helps. You know what it is, though? It helps he's not in Boston. That's definitely a huge factor into why it's like I've eased up.
0: That's probably it, too. I think part of it is the annoyance of the Rangers as a whole. And maybe it's because uh, I live with – my buddy who's a Rangers fan and my cousin is a diehard Rangers fan. So this series Mm. hurts even more because I just, I want to block both of their numbers. (laughs) Um, You know, so maybe that's why I hate that team a little bit more now. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to hate. Like, what do you, how
2: do you hate Calgary? Like,
1: right. It's tough. It's definitely
2: tough, but, um, they're my, Still, I'm still – after round one, I'm still going to stick to my guns and say that I got them in my Western Conference final.
1: I like it. I definitely like Where? it. The, the Battle of Alberta is going to be
2: interesting here. I think the Calgary boys got it in the bag. Uh, Connor McDavid. Edmonton's is,
1: struggled. But, I mean, it just – again, it's – it's you know how special he is. I know when I know. he when he can still do what he did in that game seven. Yeah, and it's like he has the effect of like what Shusterkin had when the team's being completely outplayed, aside from a handful of timely goals, pretty much exclusively off of you know Pittsburgh mistakes. But yep. you, you got to be fair too, right? Yep. Good teams capitalize on mistakes. No, 100%. So,
0: like, that first goal they scored, Kreider, that was a rocket. Oh, my God. Two on, two on one off of a...
1: And Chris Kreider was on sides down. for that. Surprising. So Yeah, right. Um, and then, <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, they got... Even after the helmet play, right, like, they got the bounce where it went right to Zibanejad out front, and he buried a rocket. Like, that's... Yeah. You know, they, they took advantage of those opportunities. So, yeah, definitely... Definitely no issues there. You got to give credit where it's due.
1: Yeah, um,
0: but no, yep. I just like I don't know with Edmonton though. Like to me, I think I Old would Sunday. rather I'd rather have the formula of if one guy is gonna play really really well for me, it be my goalie because using the Rangers as that example, if your goalie stands on their head and makes some plays they have no business making, then. There's a good chance at some point in the game you're going to get a bounce to go your way and the puck's just going to find the back of the net, right? It might be a greasy goal. It might take a weird deflection, whatever. Something positive can happen. But it's really tough when that one guy you're relying on is a forward because you can't score every single time you go down the ice. And it doesn't matter if you score a hat trick if your goalie can't stop it on the other end.
1: Yeah, I couldn't right, agree more. Like,
0: that's that's the tough part. And that's why I think with McDavid it's as great as he is and as potent as that offense can be with him and dry sidle and pain has looked really good. I just yeah. I mean if, if Mike Smith's gonna go behind the net and you know toss a pizza right up the middle and give up a goal, then like what what good is it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that's why you know I I think it team overall team wise definitely advantage Calgary in the series. Um, who has home ice? Calgary. Do we know that? Uh, let me double check right now. Uh,
0: no games tonight. Also, that kind of sucks.
1: Yeah, it's, we've been spoiled yeah, to, for two. We have to
2: bet on baseball tonight. Yeah, Calgary's got <laughs> Calgary's got home ice. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> uh, I will say I was traveling through some other states that were legal, and when we were passing through uh, West Virginia, I uh, won myself some good old uh, old money on DraftKings Blackjack. Hey, (laughs) there you uh, go. They had the casino on the app, and as I was just bored in the car, I was like, all right, we are going to. You're gonna test the luck here. We're gonna test the luck here. They got roulette. They got everything, but uh, not uh
1: You didn't. You didn't go on a, a heater like Kessner, though, did you? No. Not quite that good. No. Yeah, Derek still showed up
2: to produce the show today, so it couldn't have been that great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, we were we were betting single single dollars here. We're yeah. we We're not doing that big. Yeah. But I will the working say, man. I I had a pretty good. Parlay win, and then uh, last night was because DraftKings has been doing this weird thing where they're like $10 parlay insurance of, oh, like, if if it misses, it, you get it back. So I've been throwing some pretty crazier ones, and last night I hit on Gensel goal. It's like over, uh, over 0.5 first period, over half goal first period. Over four and a half total games, and I think it was one more other thing. Let's see what we got here.
1: Over four and a half.
2: Over over half a goal first period. Over four and a half total. Pittsburgh Penguins plus two and a half, and Gensel anytime goal scorer. Hmm. Nice little. I like that. Yeah, nice a twenty-five dollar yeah, winner on that one.
1: Nice. No. Slowly building, you know, brick by brick.
2: Yeah, Uh, uh, just looking at it now. Also, they are giving they are giving a ten win ten times your money if Tiger finishes in the top ten this weekend. Nice. Yeah, yeah, we definitely throw ten dollars on that.
1: What a great way for an easy influx of about a million bucks just from all the dorks like us. Up Tiger's playing. Got to throw ten on them. Yeah, yeah, that's just and maybe, maybe tremendous. Maybe tremendous, the yeah. king,
2: maybe the king pays us out pretty well. I don't want to be that guy,
0: but Tiger did win the PGA Championship at Southern Hills in 2007.
2: He looks really comfortable, and he's been spending a lot of time there. So uh, yeah, hey, and, the and, 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 and hey, I'm and they're giving, they're control. not even saying, this is a top ten finish. So I'll take that. You know, we're we're, yeah. we're, we're getting some leeway here, boys. Yeah. As much as I love Tiger
1: round two predictions well we gotta we're gonna go to round two in a second I gotta talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs I've been, oh, yeah. I've been waiting very very excited about this next bit here extremely excited about this next um, little bit because god damn it once again for the next fucking year guess what I get to do the Buffalo Sabers have won a playoff series more recently than the Toronto Maple Leafs, and we haven't been in the goddamn things for twelve years.
2: I'll even yes. go. I'm going to go out on yes. a limb and say that we will make the playoffs and win a series before then. Wow.
0: Wow. You think they're making the playoffs next year, Derek?
2: Yeah. Fuck yeah.
0: You know, are, you, are you are you are you
2: saying that you think that the Maple Leafs are going to win a series next year? I I mean I'm just saying like they got to blow think, that that team that team's got to get blown apart. Here's the thing: I think they that the Leafs that I
0: think that the Leafs are guaranteed to at least make the playoffs, right? And my thing is
1: that's a safe bet. You, anytime anytime
0: years. you're in the playoffs, you could win. I mean, I guess right? Like you, yeah. um yeah. uh, Where. The I'll Sabres, like, do you think the Sabres are a playoff team next year or the year after?
2: Um, I think if you add some, I think with the new guys coming in with the goal scorers that we add, they keep playing at the pace that we did. I truthfully think you deal away one of your first round picks and get an immediate impact player. Goaltender, um, goaltender yeah, but... Need See, the that's the thing, though, is that Adams already said it would have to be someone who's a bridge dealer. Adam said that space. they have yeah, a
0: ton of depth space, right?
2: Yeah, they have a ton. Adams said straight up on uh, in postseason interview like that he's not going to get anyone that would hinder Levy and UPL's like pipeline. Basically.
0: You know what? You know what just so, popped into my head that would
2: be really
0: my absolute personal nightmare? is letang and malkin go to buffalo together there's no there's no way there's no <laughs> that would be, that'd be my worst nightmare right because don't they need more right shot defensemen than left anyway yeah and and then obviously they need some help up front good god i would cry
1: i uh i think Latang would be the one that if someone's yeah. going it's going to be Latang. malkin's i don't be think I like-
2: Coming here,
1: Malkin. Malkin's gonna tell him to the fuck off if they try and do that. I'll take the five rather than go to Buffalo for seven.
2: Yeah, I could see Latang coming.
1: Latang, <laughs> because I could see them giving him what he wants to come here and be that kind. But I don't. Again, the level he plays. May, depending on what else they do, maybe, but I still think he's going to do everything possible to stay in Pittsburgh and chase another one. No,
0: that's the thing. So. Like I, I think both of them would be pissed off about low ball offers, but I yeah. think they'd both prefer to stay. But, yeah, that'd be my personal nightmare, and that just popped into my head. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but who's to say the Sabres, what if you don't do, um, you know, try – I think Ottinger is a free agent, maybe. Give him two years – down to three, if you want, it's Villy Huso. I think would be better to try and do. Um, you could overpay him a little bit, get him in two to three years, see where it's at. I mean, and that's the thing with the bridge deal, though. You can work it to where you're offering, especially a bridge deal with a guy who's not already in the organization, right? I think you can sell it a little better than what they kept doing with Reinhardt. You bring in, they'd say, Hey, Villy, hey, Jake, come on in here. If, and it's like if you blow the doors off and you're just an absolute stud, obviously we're gonna look to keep you long term here. At worst, you're gonna advertise. You're gonna get the time and the minutes to where you're gonna be the guy for this, at the very least, this season to advertise yourself to go get a you know a starting role, if, if, even if it's not here. So I think that's that's something that they gotta definitely explore. Um, I don't know the the goaltender market right now. Um, I'm I'm not positive. Other than I I know for a fact, Huso is a UFA. Um, I'm not sure about Andre. I think I just might have read that on Twitter. It could be complete fucking nonsense. I don't know, but. Again, we'll see. But then this – we're talking about the goddamn Sabres now when I'm not even done with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, let's, let's so stick to the I, Leafs for a second. Um, but I like Derek's attitude with it because I think it is – it's not as crazy as you would have – if you would have said that at the, this time last year, after the Leafs got knocked out by Montreal, that would have been crazy talk. Now I don't think it is. But – What, blow it all up? No, um, if the Sabres could win a series before Toronto.
0: Because I don't think that you can do anything.
1: What if it's the Sabres against Toronto in the first round next year? Because Toronto could theoretically be the first seed. I think that if it
0: was the Sabres against Toronto in the first round next year, it would be the most fun atmosphere on the planet. To be at a playoff game here in Buffalo, yeah, yeah, like you'd get so many Leafs fans coming across the border. You'd get so many Sabers fans flocking to the plaza. The building, the roof would be blown off that place.
1: Yeah, it's coming sooner than we think too. That they're going to be back in the playoffs, and I can't wait for it. I cannot wait for it. uh Um, Again, here we go, Toronto. You. Muppets, you pigeons, you! God damn it, they did it again. I can't believe it. With that top end talent they have offensively, and those guys are just sitting there like like Marner and Matthews, just like what in the fuck do I have to do to get this over the top? And I hear the I hear all the sides, right? You can't blow it up. You got to blow it up. My. My take on this is very, very simple. And if I'm Toronto, I'm moving quick. Because Peter DeBoer just got fired in Vegas, and you're an idiot if you don't think that they are got their eyes on the Trotz train. I was going to say, you, trots, I think you bring in Trots. If you are the – and I was having this discussion with a pal the other day. Think about how similar – you remember the Capitals team that finally won it with Trots. How similar are they to these Toronto Maple Leafs? You great. You don't have the long historic franchise aspect, right? But it's a long enough history to underachieving in the playoffs. Yep. You bring in Barry Trots, you get that type of team that was just like the Capitals, superstar talent on there, Backstrom and Ovechkin to the uh, Marner and Matthews. That same kind of buildup. You got to get those guys to or makeup. sorry, I said build up, but you got to get because they can score with anybody, right? You got to get those guys to when it's a one one game in the playoffs, like it was in game seven, basically, up until the goal that uh, I believe it was Nick Paul that scored for, t- for Tampa. But you got to get those guys buying into that type of system where they can do a track meet shootout type thing if they need to. But when it's time, when it's winning time in a best of seven series you got to tighten it up and be a pain in the ass to play against. And, frankly, if they're not scoring a lot of goals, they're not a pain in the ass to play against. Tampa just proved it on the road. So yeah. if I'm Kyle Dubas, Sheldon Keith, thanks, man. I don't think – I'm telling him this, too. Like, I don't think this is you. I think this team needs a new voice. Is Dubas new- gone, too, though? I think he's on the chopping block more than Sheldon Keith. That team plays for Sheldon Keith. Right. I just think it's something in their makeup, and that's not on the coach. That's on the G- That's on the coach. But it's on I think. The I think more. the
0: thing is though, like it's on. It's it's on the GM, but it's also right. Like you see it in Vegas. So Vegas just had their first season. They didn't make the playoffs in franchise history. You fired DeBoer. Why? Because if a team underachieves, it's a lot easier to fire the coach being just one guy than it is to blow up an entire roster and just trade and release everybody and start over. Right. You can't do that. Right. Like you can't just trade like Matthews, Marner, everyone, and then just decide we're going to start over. So all you can really do is hire a new coach or a new GM and hope that something clicks with these guys and that coach.
1: Don't you think though if they go with the new if G, if Dubis is out they get a new GM the key keeps a goner because is he, are, oh yeah I would the think new so. GM is going to want the, his guy yeah He's I mean it's, want his coach yeah every time there's a new
0: GM you're pretty much going to get a new coach um, you know everyone wants to bring in their guy right like yeah you know but yeah I think I'm I agree with you I think Trotz would be awesome there
1: I think it's a no-brainer and again it's no. An indictment on Sheldon Keith, really. I think it's more so because the thing is, Sheldon Kool's Keith will get a,
0: he'll get a head coaching job somewhere else.
1: Yeah, he'll get another shot for sure. But again, I just I can't get it out of my head. It's just staring me right in the face. The similarities of when the the year the Capitals finally broke through and won the Cup when they beat Vegas in the finals there. And you had Ovi for three straight days swimming in fountains and shit and everything he was doing, just absolutely electric cup celebrations from that guy. He was um, drunk for a week. Oh, through. my God. I, even if you hate the Capitals, you got to love that. But like, when I, what I'm saying, though, with this Trotz thing for Toronto, it's staring me right in the face. That is what this team needs. They need that edge. They need that mentality that Barry Trotz teams have. And he's shown, obviously, with the Capitals that he was able to do it to get a top and highly potent highly offensively skilled team to buckle it down and play that nitty-gritty hard-nosed type of game when the chips are down when it's in the playoffs and it's winning time. And that's what this Maple Leafs team needs because let's face it after what is it 6 straight now? You can't it's you can't fake it anymore. It's not that they're not good enough. There's something in the DNA of that team when it gets to this time and that stuff creeps in and they they seem to – they don't rise to it. And that's what Barry Trotz got that Washington team to do. So I think, again, before you entertain the ideas of blowing up this super amazing offensive roster, you got to try that. You got to see if it's a voice thing.
0: Do you and, think at some point, though, you – so if Dubis is gone, right – and you bring in a new GM at some point here. Do you think you have to shop around one of these ten plus million dollar contracts? Because at some point
1: Not so when else, you say so, that, you mean you mean Marner Matthews Tavares, right? When you say right. one of those three. To I'm gonna say no because my guy, unfortunately, is Alex Nylander yeah william william nylander jesus but what
0: i'm (laughs) yeah right what i'm saying is i think that if you're looking at it and you're trying to change the dna of a team as a GM. To, to,
1: I know what you're going to say. DNA of a team, right? We all saw that clip of William Nylander dipping out in the corner, chasing yeah. that puck, right?
0: Yes, but... Like, That's the little
1: things, though, that it's like...
0: I No, I get what you're saying, but I'm saying in terms of if you're going to try to bring in other players, sign other players, whatever, you need money to do that. And if mm-hmm. you're paying three different guys $11 million a year, at some point, you can't bring in... Anyone that's really that big of an impact player, at least anyone that's proven, because you're not going to have the money to pay them.
1: Yeah, but I think they have those guys. I don't think it's the, the proven players that's so much the problem as it's the character lines, the bottom six. The, the, this series, again, it was another thing when you saw like people lose their minds that Zach Hyman was allowed to walk away to Edmonton. That's that kind of game, that game seven, that series against that bottom six for Tampa, you need Zach Hyman. That guy should still be on the Leafs, should still be running that third line. Those kind of guys. That's what you, that that's it. And that's what, again, I'm saying, and look, William Nylander is an amazing player. He's got top tier swag, top tier style, as far as, the way he plays, skill wise, is fits on you know off the ice, elite, right? But it's those little things where, especially in a place like Toronto with that media, when you do that in the corner in a playoff game, you're you're jumping up the list for the scapegoat. You're, you're for is, as that, far as is that
0: also is that also because though the tone of that team, right? Because you don't see the superstars on that team mucking it up as much.
1: I like, don't agree with that necessarily. I think there, Marner plays with an edge. Matthews definitely does. He gets – he he impressed the shit out of me in the playoffs. He does when he plays no matter what, right? But the different side of his game that he didn't show very much in the regular season, except when him and Darlene got in a little wrestling match there in yeah. front of the net. But like, I'd, like, I'd like to physical. see him
0: do that more.
1: Yeah, but he did it when it counts, right? He yeah. showed he can flip that switch in the playoffs, and that's what you need from – your guy who's going to win the heart trophy. I would assume he's going to win the heart trophy, I think. So I, but again, you still, but look at, again, look at the team that just beat them. What about the top six of Tampa Bay screams that they, they do it. I mean, you have guys like Alex Polarn? sure. But you, there's nobody really that's like, wow, they, they light it up physically just like they do with, you know, the skill stuff. But yeah. the bottom six, they just – it's winning time. They know what they have to do. You're Anthony Sorelli's. your Nick Paul's. And who was the other guy on that line? Or what was that third line? The Paul um, – I can't think of who it was. But that was – what a job by, um, by the GM there. And, again, I'm terrible sound bites here. Who's the – the guy who replaced Iserman. Ooh, that I don't often. Uh, but the guy, you you're right. looking the for. GM, the, G, the Tampa Bay Lightning's GM, when he replaced that Barkley, Goodrow, um, Yanni, Gord, and Blake Coleman line. Yeah. Beautifully done. Absolutely beautifully done. It was oh, it was Hagel's. Um, was it Brand- Hagel, Colton, and Paul? Mm. You were yes, that's exactly yeah. what it was. That's what guys that can play with skill. But if it's that type of game, like it was in game seven in Toronto, it's time to get greasy and play nasty and play that not sexy about, style. You
0: want to talk about greasy and nasty too? Look at the fourth line with Maroon and Perry. Oh, um, yeah.
1: That's what I'm talking about. You got Wayne's, the big
0: rig and the ultimate rat.
1: Yeah. The worm. It's, but that's the stuff I'm talking about, right? Like, that's what Toronto needs. It was staring, staring them in the face. It was that's who knocked them out. It's the, it's what Tampa does, and and you know what the crazy thing is too. Yes, Tampa's been there and done it twice. They didn't play very good in that series, and no, they, they still beat Toronto in Toronto in a game seven Looking because because that and and not to mention I didn't do this on purpose, but who scored the game winning goal Paul. for for Tampa, Nick Paul. The third line guy, who I'm saying that's when you, you got to flip the switch and it's game time. Where he's still, it's not like he turns off the physicality, right? He's still banging it around in the corners and still trying. To nasty. Out how he got that puck through traffic and got a shot off. Oh, just just a, just wonderful. It was just pure class. But um, okay, yeah. So that's that's basically what I'm saying with Toronto. It's just for me, you can figure out the players, right? But I think maybe. It's that you need that guy who's been there, done that voice like they tried to do with Babcock and it didn't work. So they gave Keith the shot, the new guy, right? Been in the organization. Let's give him his chance at it. Worked great in the regular season, it has, but not when it really counts. So maybe it's time to maybe get middle of the road there with Barry Trotz, who's got a level of player coach about him. He's won a cup and he gets these offensively skilled, talented teams to buy into a system when it's, again, winning time, Stanley Cup playoffs, be a pain in the ass to play against because the Toronto Maple Leafs, as I said, when they're running up and down, running and gunning, and they're scoring goals, kind of a pain in the ass if you can't score with them. But let's be honest, any team in the playoffs for the most part, if they're in the playoffs, they can keep up scoring goals with Toronto. It's the other side of the game still. As much as you change the rules and how it's officiated, it's still that nitty gritty, dirty aspect of playoff hockey that's going to get teams through. And once again, everyone's talking about how bad Tampa looks. Head Headman looks like he's got lead weights in his skates. Bada bada ba. Who's on the round two? Who's golfing? So there's there's my spiel on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Derek, I don't know if you have anything to add to that.
2: No, you pretty much said it all. I mean, there's really not much more to be said about them. I mean, it's just like, what was it, 2007? They haven't won a round since or some shit like that, I think it is. I think it's 2004. Oh, wow. Okay, so, yeah, early 2000s. Because 2007 would have been the last time we won, right? Yeah. I said it to, uh,
1: no. Yeah, I don't even know, but again.
2: Anyways. Um, I said it to my dad today. Um, we've had a rough go uh, as Sabres fans, um, but I will say that uh, I will take us missing the playoffs and being shitty uh, for the amount of time that we have than uh, getting eliminated in the first round year after So
0: the, the Leafs' last playoff series win was uh, a seven-game series against Ottawa in 2004. So Ben, <laughs> you were correct. And... Uh, since 2017, the Leafs have lost four game sevens: twice to the Bruins, once to the Canadians, and once to the Lightning.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna double down on that statement. I'll, so four I'll, times, I'll it,
0: four times playoffs. in the last five seasons, the Leafs have lost in a game seven in round one of the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll take missing the playoffs for the amount of time that we've. I guess I had. guess that to me, right? Because that's that's, it's, it's that's way so worse. that's
0: something that I've kind of false hope, though, right? Like so. Like thinking about it, um, like thinking about it in terms of just getting to the playoffs or does that really mean anything? And it's like, like, yes, it, it does mean something, but like
2: after so know, many times you, and then like, after so many times, how many times do you say that you're just screwing yourself on a draft pick at the end of the season?
1: Yeah, makes you think, right? I mean
2: how many times? You know, like it, it is it, Well,
1: Derek is you know, football guy, right? Like how long were the Bills stuck in purgatory like that? No, it Seven was and arguably, nine. It was eight arguably and
2: eight. way worse than them just sucking, inevitably, just flat out. Like just being on the outside looking in was way worse than just being flat out terrible. Like it it's it's it, it screws you for a draft pick, you're around middle of the rounds, then and then I mean, just have like, that false hope every single year that like, oh, you're great. Like, I mean, dude, you got to be as a Leafs fan. You got to be pissed off as hell that Austin Matthews just put up fucking 60 in the regular season and just can't fucking get past the first round. And also, mind you, mind you, what is the point of paying those guys the big fucking bucks if they have a combined four assists in the last two game of game sevens? Fucking doesn't mean anything. You can put up as many fucking goals as you want, but if you only put up four assists in two game sevens and you lost in both of them, you have that's between no, Tavares,
1: Marner, and Matthews.
2: No, Marner and Matthews. Oh, Toss them. Wow. See, yeah, <laughs> like it, it, great. You can score whenever when it during the regular season when it doesn't fucking mean shit. But when your back's against the wall, you put up four assists. As, hang on, Derek. You, you pay a lot of money. You pay a lot of money for that. It's the Speaking, same thing with, like, I, you know, the Eichel thing. It's, like, these big guys, and it's, like, you, you pay. It's just, like, it's almost It's almost that we see the correlation of why have one big superstar or two big superstars on a team when these teams that are winning seem to be teams that are a bunch of middle-of-the-road round like seven, $8 million players. You know what I mean? Like teams with $10 million players are.
1: Yeah. Part of the salary cap, salary cap situation, right? Like you
2: have to, you have to get, I, I feel like you get a better team product from top to bottom with a bunch of, you know, same, I, I guess, salary, salaried players, because we're going to base salary off of skill. I, I you know, I, yeah. or, or how well they've been playing. Whereas, I just, I feel like the teams that are gung ho on one big guy have had very little track records. You know, like, you know, I mean, there's something to be said there. It's a conversation. Edmonton Edmonton does not have a, a, where have they been? They have a $10 million guy. I mean, you know, it's It's only the
1: second time McDavid's been past
2: the first round. Exactly. You know, It's, it's, I'm not saying that that's, you know,
1: the problem I, I, it's yeah, just the a, problem
2: but it's, it's adding to it for sure it's definitely something to look at is like I feel like if you look at previous cup winners you have a lot of I mean don't get me wrong like Stamkos is a very big you know cap guy um but when they were winning he really wasn't heavily involved you know what I mean like the past years that they've been winning. He's like, taken
1: more of a backseat role. He's the veteran. He's the captain. He's not. I wouldn't say he's that. He's, yeah,
2: he's not the 10 million, 10 million dollar man that he used, you know, used to be it's like, he's yeah. not the one lighting the lamp and, mm-hmm. and he was injured for a lot of it too. So yeah. it's just like, but they had guys to fill the gap there. Um, yeah. yeah. They, got, they got really lucky, obviously with like, you know, they have really good prospects and stuff and a lot of really good. I mean, you know, a lot of guys well, yeah, and a lot of good guys are sitting on the third and fourth line. Obviously, you know at that, which which helps a lot. But I don't know. I just think there is definitely something to look at with these big teams with you know big players, and I, I, we're seeing it in the Sabers. Look at the look at the cap hits on the guys that we had at the end of the year, and they were arguably one of the hottest teams in March and April.
0: Yeah, they didn't pay a guy over seven hundred fifty thousand this year.
2: Uh, <laughs> Just yeah, it's aside probably, from it's, Yeah. I mean, yeah. Daleen and Tuck. But seriously, you got a bunch of nobodies that are playing better as a team than rather than. I mean, how do you feel as Austin Matthews going into game seven and Mitch Marner with that massive contract and everyone's got all eyes on you and then you lay a goose egg like that? Doesn't I, feel good. You could tell think,
1: Marner's post game press conference. Oh, he defeated. Yeah. Well, I think it's,
0: so it's that obviously the media market they play in is They're the absolute worst. Absolutely
1: lunatics, those fucking people. Like that That's, got to, that's
0: definitely without a doubt. That's the hardest
2: place to play in the league. Yeah, um, that or like, you're, you're under a periscope, I, I mean, or, yeah, yeah, Montreal, Toronto periscope. for sure. Microscope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I need to sleep. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> that was great. Um, was uh, sorry, you were saying something. Before we get to our round two predictions,
0: oh no, I don't even. I guess, like, for me, I just, I've been struggling with the idea of, like, what would you, like, what do you want more? Like, would you rather not make the playoffs at all or not advance past the first round? Cause, like, I'm kind of feeling that pinch right now as a Penguins fan, too. Where, well, it's like, been like three in a row for the Pens, the right? Penguins, the, the Penguins haven't been past the first round um, since 2018. That was their last playoff series win, was 2018. So it's a few no, in a row now.
2: It's still not too bad.
1: Yeah, but no, what, it's not, what's it's the not anecdote there, Tudor? What what would they do the two years before the two 2018? Years before, yeah,
0: back to back cups. There you but, go. Uh, but the thing is, it's a little like, different. That's it is a little different uh, for sure. It's definitely. But not you're comparable. creeping into that territory. It's not you comparable it's best, to right? the leaps, but then it gets to the point where it's like, now I'm thinking, like, okay, Uh-oh. like, are they going to get to the point? kind of like they did with Bilesma, right? Where, like, Bilesma won the Cup in 09 and then a few years later, they ended up, you know, sending him out the door because the Pens would make the playoffs every year, and then they just wouldn't get over the hump back to the, the Cup Finals. So they got rid of him, right? Then Sullivan comes in, wins two Cups his first two years, and now he's having trouble getting over the hump. Now, I, I don't know what the what the answer is there. It's not... Necessarily comparable apples to apples to the Leafs, but I could imagine it, it is frustrating when you get there every year and then you don't get over that that hump. You know, yeah. you're going into the playoffs thinking you're a contender, and then
1: oh, buddy, each game that they lost, that more and more you can't. You can have the any player psychologist, sports psychologist yeah. in that organization you want. You can't tell me they weren't in the back. They might not have talked about it but in the back. Of all those guys' minds—they're thinking like, "Fuck, yep. yeah, is this it again?" Oh shit, is this again? It it, it affects you, and shall that's we? when yeah. So we'll see. But shall we? You know, uh, shall we move on to? Yeah, uh, we're getting to the previews here. All right. Um, so, uh,
0: you want me to just tee up the uh, the series, and then you guys uh, pick the team
1: and how many games? If you want to do that, I also have it pulled up too. But if you want to host this one, Tudor, you know, be my guest as a, playoff, as
0: a playoff goal scorer myself, Derek. I know what it takes to, uh, to bury one <laughs> in the big moments. So, uh, uh,
2: you know, no, you're I'll, just uh, doing your part. You're I'll just, do uh, this.
0: Also, I didn't mention this yet, uh, folks, and I, I really do need to mention this um, first game of the summer league season. Uh, in our beer wow. league up here. Benny coming back off of the wrist, the broken wrist. Benny comes back first game. Big 3-1 win for the boys. Benny scores two out of the three. Back like he never left. <laughs> what wrist injury. Oh man, what a What a weapon, but uh, (laughs) we'll move into uh, we'll move into round two because I know Benny's too humble to uh, talk about that, but uh,
1: I'm just happy to be here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, First series. We got the uh, the Florida the Battle of Florida starts tomorrow night, Tuesday night, seven o'clock. We got Tampa and Florida. Florida's got uh, the Panthers have home ice advantage in this series. (laughs) You got
1: how many games? Benny we will go to you. I I'm. I might regret this because they've won me a lot of money the past – both of these teams have, but more so Tampa has won me a lot of money the past three seasons. And they did it again and against the Leafs, but they looked – you can tell they look tired. I don't know if they're going to – and, again, this is just before the games start. I think with the home ice, I think it might be – it might be Florida, but it's tough because I want to pick Florida in seven. But again, I can't pick against Tampa. I can't do it because the the goaltending and they've been there and they've done it. They are. They, is it going to be harder to win a game seven in a, the the arena atmosphere in Fort Lauderdale versus Toronto? I don't know. You could argue both ways, I'm sure, but I got to stick with Tampa Bay. I think the Lightning and seven. I think they find a way to do it.
2: Derek? (sighs) I think I'm going to have to go with Florida. Wow. Yeah. Big
0: Sam Reinhart loyalist
2: over here. Yeah. Yeah, he's been playing great, too. I know. Took him a bit in the first round, but he's been. I'll take, I'm going to go with seven also.
1: I, I see I can see it. I feel like it's going seven and it's going to be much, much like I think the, it's um, be
2: whatever goaltending shows up, honestly. Yeah.
1: So that's why it's tough for me. It's hard to pick against Vasilevsky.
2: Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm
0: going, I'm going Tampa and uh, I was thinking six. I, I, I'm going to go seven here. I, I do hear you Benny with you know people saying they're slowing down the comments about Hedman but there is there's something to say about guys who have been there before done that and they know what it takes in those moments you know Yeah
1: I hear you and that like dude that third line the way they came alive in that th- as that series progressed and just with a bang in game 7 that's going to be huge going up against that loaded forward group of the Florida Panthers. So it's it's going to be such a fun series, man.
0: Vasilevsky's just – he's the type of goaltender that can steal a game that you have no business winning. Yep. Um, You know, moving on to Series 2, also tomorrow night, the late game for the Western Conference. We've got the Blues and the Avalanche kicking off in Colorado. Colorado with home ice for this series. I think I know who everyone's going to pick in this series, but Benny, kick it off for us. Abs
1: and seven. Okay. I think they're going to wow, get a seven. test here. Okay, Dude, the I the, the St. Louis Blues scare me. Right. If I'm if I'm a team in the playoffs, I don't want to play the St. Louis Blues because all of a sudden Jordan Bennington starting to look like Jordan Bennington of 2019. There's just there's something about that team and. I thought it was going seven against the wild and they didn't have Tori Krug in. And I think there was someone else who was injured too, but I mean, they just, yeah. that, that those two young guys, Cairo and Thomas are just, again, what yeah. Derek has been saying, talking about with value, getting high production out of lower salary guys to be successful. I mean, I mean, I think that's with,
0: the key. I think that's a key right in any sport where, The best teams overall, they have their superstars regardless of what they get paid, but those teams that seem to be the best are always the teams that get the most production out of guys on their entry-level deals their first three and four years in the league because you might have a superstar in the making, but they're still not getting paid
1: like it yet because their rookie contract's not up. Exactly. And I think that's what it's going to be in this series. I th- could see it like the home team wins every game, but it, it's one of those series where it's like you're never worried too much. Is like St. Louis going to advance? Are they going to knock out the Avalanche? It's just going to be one of those, the home team, much like Boston and Carolina's first round series, just the home team just cleans up each game and home ice goes to, you know, for game seven and that's who wins it. So I think Colorado in seven.
2: Derek? Um, Colorado in six, I think. I don't. It's that's, it's tough. Um, but Colorado's a wagon. Um, I think they're gonna take them out in six.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm also going to say Colorado and six as well. I think. I think St. Louis. So they'll win a couple games. I think
1: they, the first two home games, maybe, and then Colorado gets and, that one on the road I just, and pulls like, it out. I don't know. Maybe seconds.
0: it's because I was scrolling through Instagram earlier and I saw the Kale McCarr skating highlights. Um <laughs> like, thing I mean, of beauty, isn't it? Oh my it's god! I I wish I could find my edges like that. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, un- unbelievable. But yeah, I- I'm going to take Colorado in six as well, Derek. Because that's I just think there's there's too much firepower there. They're really is. so good. And yeah. if and if Cadres, you know, not going to take suspensions in the playoffs, you know,
2: mm-hmm. been they-
1: very well behaved so far.
0: Very wow. well behaved. Two nights from now, back to the Eastern Conference. We've got the Carolina Hurricanes against. Those dirty blue shirts from New York, the Rangers. <laughs> uh, uh, Benny, who you got? Carolina home ice advantage. Yeah,
1: um, I the goaltendings of concern, but I was concerned about it against a more of a proven team like the Boston Bruins, where I kind of am a little bit more on the biz nasty bandwagon here with the Rangers that they're a little fugazi, even though they got the Vesna winning goaltender. I don't, I think they're a good team and they're going to get better. It's just, they're in the beginning. They remind me of Tampa when they couldn't, they were just like getting good, having those good regular season, stuff like that. There's a little reminder of Tampa there, but I'm going to say, <laughs> I think Carolina in five. And I think that's just, they're, they're going to, they're outmatched here. Simple as that. Even, even if it's Ronta or, the Russian kid that that played in there. If they can do what they did against the Boston Bruins, I think you can do it against the New York Rangers.
0: So the last time the Rangers won a playoff series, I believe. I don't know. I was talking about this earlier, uh, but there's like five guys on the Hurricanes – that were on the Rangers team from, like, 2000. No, the last time they made the playoffs, the Rangers, before this year was, like, 2017, mm. I believe. Mm. There's five Rangers on this team. One of them is Ronta. He was a backup to Longquest on that mm. team. So could be a revenge series, Benny, just saying.
1: Yeah, no, I feel you. I, I like it. I think, yeah, but I am I still think, I think the Rangers will get one, you know, maybe two. But I just, from what I saw against the, that Boston team, who's a pain in the ass to play against. They don't have the bottom six like they had when they won the cup, right? But yep. the the top six is still very formidable. And it, the goaltending wasn't great for them in the series. And I think at the end of the day, the home ice advantage won that series. And I think I would, if the Bruins and the Rangers played against each other, I'm taking the Bruins in a seven-game series. So I definitely think I have to take Carolina. I think the Rangers will get one. But it, I'm going to stick with Carolina in five.
2: Derek? Carolina in six, I think.
1: Okay. I don't hate that either. All right. What do you think, dudes
0: Fire up the horn, start the Igor chance, Canes in four.
1: <laughs> I knew he was going to do this. I just a spike. I love it.
0: Igor is going to be here in that freaking storm warning all series long.
1: Yeah. All
0: right, the last series of the oh. second round of the playoffs out west, up north, the battle of Alberta, the Flames and the yes. Oilers home ice to the Oilers, or sorry, to the Flames
1: in this series. Yes, the hockey world deserves
0: this series
1: and the battle of Florida so badly for this playoff run here. And we got them both, boys, we got them both. For me, I'm going, uh, again, this is much like the um, the Florida series for me with the the, the rivalry, the, the the tightly contested stuff. Home ice is with Calgary. You, you know, even some early game adversity last night, right, in the game seven, they found a way to do it. I think they're the better team top to bottom. I give them a goaltending advantage. I'm going to say Calgary in seven.
2: I like it. Derek? Um, calgary in six ah, all right i think the, boys, the boys are rolling um yeah. i think they steal one in, in uh, Edmonton and close it out um beautiful but yeah they've been they've been playing really well um i just think they play like very fast paced like the, their style of game is best suited for playoff hockey and to take down colorado I um I'm gonna go Calgary, Colorado. No. I mean, well, like in the Western Conference Finals. Oh, uh, no. right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I Derek, Derek's yeah.
0: already got the Flames in the Cup. When you um, got a I
1: futures don't... bet on a team, you're always thinking four steps yeah. ahead. And I love it. Um,
0: yeah, <laughs> I, I'm also gonna take Calgary. I'm gonna take Calgary in six and watch the show to see what happens in Edmonton this offseason?
1: Yeah. That's interesting. It's another cool. potential, uh, interesting one, but I think they, they, they may have bought themselves a good amount of time here. But what do I know them. folks?
0: I didn't think the stars would win a game. So
1: yeah, <laughs> this is true. Um, so yeah, we got our round two predictions in recaps. a little round one. I know we went over a little bit, but there's tons to get to, to break, break down that first round. And, uh, Talk about the second round, Um, but we will be back next week. We're working on lining up some guests for the next few episodes. It's going to be a good one. Everybody enjoy round two. Thanks for joining us as always here on Just Dishing It. This has been episode 61. Happy hunting, everybody. Hope you win all your bets, and we will see you next week. Peace.